0: I need for you to meet this woman. I don't know how else to say this, but I am so excited to finally do this show. I, you know, I got to know my next guest, you know, basically via social media and some pro police things. And then we started talking and she's not just somebody who, who you know, waves a flag and says, oh, that's back to blue and things like that. She comes up with things to do, tasks, solutions, and then she writes about it, and she now has an excellent following, and uh, she's a real mover and shaker in the in the uh, support law enforcement world. And so I think you need to meet her. Paula Fitzsimmons, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you, Betsy. Thank you so much for that introduction, and it's an honor to be here. Thank so, you.
0: So uh, you write a uh, a substack for The Blue, so right. uh, we're going to talk more about that, but- but you are not associated with law enforcement, affiliated with law enforcement in any way. Um, it's just that, you know, you live in a, in a, a, a fairly, let's just say a far left kind of place in the Midwest, um, near where I grew up and, uh, and you got to know your police officers, uh, through neighborhood watch a program right. near and dear to me. I used to run it for my community and, uh, and then and then something happened in 2015 um, that made you really start taking a much closer look at um the attacks on American law enforcement. Talk mm-hmm. about that.
1: We were noticing right after this police officer involved incident that was completely um deemed justified by the district attorney. Um police critics would say and do things. Um, towards the police that didn't match what we knew about them. We knew them to be professional men and women, very dedicated, very caring. Um, We knew them through public meetings. We met them through our local neighborhood watch. And they were always very, very smart, very caring, very dedicated. Nothing at all like the critics had described. So I knew... I knew at that point I had to say something and do something. And, you know, they were attacking our love chief, Koval, and if you've ever met him, he's just an amazing person. And they they didn't deserve any of it. So I knew I had to stand up and speak up. So I formed a group called um, We Support the Madison Police Department. And we got a lot done during that time. Uh, We actually um, shepherded through a state law to benefit the Wisconsin Law Enforcement Memorial. Um, We lobbied successfully for more police officers, which given our um, city's political environment, (laughs) wasn't the easiest thing to do. Nobody thought we could do it, but we only had two um, council members that voted against it. So we were really pleased with that. Um, We helped four annual parties to show appreciation for the police, and it was like a community open house. So it was kind of like an appreciation slash um, meet and greet the officers. And we had local businesses, um, you know, donate. So we had buffet tables, we had brats, grilled brats. We had pizzas, masticioli, salads, capes. Um, We had the police horses there. We had um, the dogs. It was really a good time. Um, And I really miss those parties. Um, We held a vigil when somebody, vandalized the law law enforcement memorial um downtown um instead of getting angry we decided to hold a special visual to honor to honor the officers and we had the uh the state's uh, attorney um brad schimmel former state's attorney brad schimmel we had um a senator we had the person from the Wisconsin Law Enforcement Memorial, and we paid a tribute and it it brought the community together and it showed the police officers that we still have their back. So we turned a a negative experience into something positive. Um, We also did a lot of educational programs, including um, we did a book project with Heather McDonald's um, book, The War on Cops. So we bought all these books for her and she autographed, she kindly autographed them for us. And we handed it out to the um, city council, each member of the city council and the mayor. And then several of us went to a meeting and we read for the book and we share things from the book. So, and, I, and I think it may have opened up some minds. Um, we also had a yard sign project. <laughs> um, we had these yellow signs made up and people would put them up through the the city. And I'm not sure, depending on where you live, I'm not sure I would recommend this because ours were vandalized constantly. I mean, we we would put one up, someone would write something really nasty on there. So we would keep putting them up and somebody actually went around town and stole them. And um, the police found a bunch of them in their car. Um, We did a lot of media interviews and we had an information website where we educated people. And I think most importantly, we pushed back against. We used every op. We found opportunities to push back against negative narratives, whether by um, writing op eds or talking to the media or going to council meetings or, you know, writing articles on the website and so forth. And um, I think it really did make a difference.
0: I'm told told it. I got to tell you, Paula, everything you just described there, everything you just did is basically what the National Police Association is all about. You as citizens advocated for your law enforcement officers. And I think that's what is so extraordinary. And, And that's why I wanted to talk to you, because, you know, I also came from a community, a community in the Midwest where we had strong citizen support of our police department our citizens group we had a group called citizens appreciate police they had an award ceremony uh every year for us we had wow. we had a community radio watch where they would you know you know patrol and calling crimes and i i you know we had so, police explorers we had so many different programs and i can't tell you as a a, a police officer how good that makes you feel to have your citizens advocating for you in the community instead of just, you know, I mean, it's great to go up to a police officer and say, we appreciate you. We support you and things like that. But, but you guys, you put in the time and the miles and the money and, and, uh, and it was really successful. Let's just tell people you are, you're in Madison, Wisconsin. That's where this took place. Uh, um, you know, beautiful, beautiful city. I've spent a lot beautiful of time city. there. And, uh, it, but the, the university there is oftentimes called the Berkeley of the Midwest yeah. and, uh, it can be very far left in its politics. And, and you guys took that on and, uh, and you did so much
1: good. Yeah. And I'm, I I will say it was, it was very challenging. It wasn't a, you know, it wasn't a cakewalk. I mean, we took a lot of harassment. Um, there was a point I had to shut my website down, um, somebody was sending me emails. Like I would get literally, I'm not kidding like 300, 400 a day. It was like disgusting things. So things like that. And they would woo us in meetings. And but they're the tolerant so. left. Pardon?
0: They oh, I themselves know. the tolerant left. They're the tolerant.
1: <laughs> Inclusive, inclusivity.
0: Exactly.
1: Except as long, long as you something. think just
0: like them. Uh, <laughs> um. So, and and I want people to know, this is, again, you know, like when you said you had to shut off your website, you're a professional author, right? You're a professional writer.
1: Right. I write, um, but I don't write about um, law enforcement. I actually write about um, science and pets and about veterinarians. I write for veterinary, um, veterinarian publications. I write for pet publications and that sort of thing. So it's completely different, but I do love to write. So I wanted to use my skills and
0: to benefit the police, so. Right. So, fast forward to 2020, oh. and, oh. um, you know, the, the death of George Floyd, and you, you know, what did you see in oh. Wisconsin?
1: It was awful. Um, pretty much what you saw around the country, Betsy, um, there were riots, there were people throwing um, those Molotov cocktails at cops. They were throwing it like in cars with cops in it. Uh, We saw images of cop cars um, completely on fire. Um, Basically what you saw in the media we had down there, we had, there were reports of um, people trying to run down the police and the district attorney actually did not prosecute a lot of them. A lot of them got a free pass. So for assaulting an officer, you get a free pass um, and that's an area of frustration, I think, for um, law enforcement, as well as the public who care about law enforcement.
0: So but, um, after you saw all that, you started to do some significant writing, didn't right? you? Right.
1: Had, I had taken a short hiatus from the local group. Um, I figured I had done all I can do for that group. And Chief Koval had left. And It it just didn't have, the. a lot of the cops we knew had left at that point. It just didn't have the same vibe. Um, It's still an excellent police department. Don't get me wrong, but it didn't have that. We didn't feel like that same connection. Mm -hmm. So I kind of took a break. And then after watching what happened in 2020 and seeing that the war on cops had accelerated after George Floyd, I wanted to get back into it. But this time I wanted to do it on a nationwide level and take what I knew my experience is from Madison and then apply that nationwide. So um, right now um, we're focused on a few things. Like one of them, one of the biggest priorities right now is networking with other organizations. And for instance, um, and as you may know, I'm partnering with the internet, partnering with the International um, Independent Independent Women's Network. And we're trying to make this issue make women and we have a network of 30,000 more aware of this issue because we're the ones actually that are more at risk from sexual assaults and you know human trafficking and domestics and that sort of thing and I, I I just found it interesting if not aggravating that most of the women's organizations don't even touch this issue so I found and you know you 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 know, you purport to support women, yet this is an area that's affecting us. So um, that was an area of frustration that nobody was tackling it. So IWN is focused on that. So I'm partnering with them and in turn they're partnering with other organizations. So it's kind of like a snowball effect. We're kind of gathering a network. Um, So one of the things we're doing is creating presentations, a series of presentations, three, Is part of a mini series. And the first one is called How the War on Cops Hurts Us and What We Can Do to um, Take Back Public Safety. And that was our first. Um, We're going to be working on another segment on how the war on cops harms marginalized communities. And number three, we're going to be doing another segment on how crime statistics can be misleading and
0: manipulated. So that is a big. These are all amazing topics. And I'm so glad that you're partnering with women's organizations, because again, as we talk about this and and you and I have talked about this, um a- as we see the skyrocketing crime around the country, it's it's not just, you know, homicides in bad neighborhoods and big cities right. and things like that. It's one of the, everywhere one of the things that we are seeing are the sexual assaults the human trafficking the uh we see women owned businesses that um there are shoplifters and burglars and arm robbers and and we are seeing a huge impact um in the lives of women in this country and unfortunately this issue has become politicized so a, a lot of women kind of believe they have to vote left because you know whether it's because of you know, women's rights or that euphemism reproductive health or or whatever, when they don't realize, I think a lot of the times women don't realize, especially young women, that if you support law enforcement, you're actually advocating for your own health and safety.
1: Exactly, Betsy. Exactly. And we have so much to lose um, right now. You know, it's really scary. I mean, there's, you know, and I just wrote an ebook, um, you know, and then it covers a lot of the materials, and I covered it in my presentation how we're affected. I mean, there's, you know, there are cities like Los Angeles that are disbanding special units like uh, special victims units, animal um, cruelty units, um, homeless units, things like that. Um, New York is not solving rapes like it used to. Seattle is only taking on. Seattle is only taking on sexual assault cases that impact um younger like girls mm-hmm. or where they have information if it's an older woman they have to have information or it has to be a current case so i mean these are things that really do impact us and a lot of these women's organizations just don't even want to touch it because like you said it's politicized
0: and it shouldn't be it shouldn't be um what are some of the topics? Because I want people, I want everybody to go to your Substack and, uh, and I want you, uh, I want them to subscribe to your Substack. Talk about some of the topics that you've written on recently because you just, you touch everything and I, <laughs> I, I want people to know.
1: Um, well, let's see. I talk about weak leadership and how that's impacting policing. I talk about, um, how crime statistics can be misleading. I talk about, um, how the overzealous indictment, the wrongful overzealous indictment of cops is hurting us. Um, I brought up you know, that case with Agent Wagner here in Madison and I talked to um, the FOP um, president here in Wisconsin um, and I try to give resources and give people hope. I wanna give police officers hope and for them to know that there are people who actually care um, I'm trying to think what else I, um, how women are harmed, how women are harmed. Um, and then I, sometimes I go a little off topic about, um, how men are not the enemy and that sort of thing, how they've become kind of like, uh, like we're oppressed, you know what I mean? They like, some groups like to say we're oppressed. I don't feel oppressed. So I, right. Kind of I mean, sometimes.
0: I've heard activists talk about law enforcement as the patriarchy and I, uh and I think I look in the mirror and I'm like really Do you <laughs> really think that and uh you know but but that's the thing because and again th- there's nobody more sexist than a uh feminist activist you know I mean I I became a police officer in uh, 1980. You know, I'm I'm pretty long in the tooth, if you will. And I watched my mother, a school teacher, who was a classical feminist, and she was one of those first feminists who worked outside the home, got two master's degrees, uh, and uh, raised two kids. You know, true feminism. And That's what and, I think of, right? Yeah, right. And that's women's what rights. Feminism. Yes, <laughs> but you know, now you see, uh, you see people who call themselves feminists. But yet they say, you know, oh, law enforcement's a bunch of toxic masculinity. I'm like, well, I did that for 29 years. I'm not particularly toxically masculine, and uh, you know. But it did, and we we have to laugh at it, and we have to make fun of it because otherwise we'd all be crying all the time because it, it it is. I know it's frustrating for me as a police officer and the spokesman for the National Police Association, and I know it's frustrating for you as a citizen, as an American. Um, and as an author and a researcher, isn't it?
1: It's very frustrating. And I honestly, I'm very frightened. Um, I do what I can. And I'm trying, I, I'm working really hard to support the police and bring together people. I I don't, honestly, Betsy, I don't even know if this will put a dent in it. Um, it's better than doing nothing. Um, we have to do something. I mean, it's, you know, sitting back and complaining and hashtagging uh, social media. That's not, you know, that's not getting us anywhere. We have to start talking to our legislators. We have to start urging them to um, craft bills that support police officers. We have to start doing more things that actually count.
0: If somebody's watching Paula and they want to, um, They want to start something for their local police department. How do you recommend um, starting that process like you did 10, 12 years ago?
1: Betsy, honestly, it just takes one person. Um, I had like a few helpers along the way, but I basically did most of it. And it just takes one person. Just start off slowly. You don't have to do everything. Um, Don't overwhelm yourself. Just start by talking to police officers. Go on ride alongs. Go to the Citizen Academy. Get to know the issues. Start speaking up, um, writing op eds. Go to city council meetings. Push back against policies that will harm police. Like um, they want to do bans on on, um, tear gas, things like that. They want the cops to start to stand down. Start talking back. Push back. Tell the public. Tell you know, whoever will listen that these policies are harmful to police officers and they're harmful to us talk, tell people about, um, how the war on police has harmed recruiting and how, as a result, um, these special units are closing down and things like that. Um, I do have a booklet and I did send you a copy. It's an ebook. And in the back, I put um, a list of different things people can do, um, to start supporting their police department, both locally statewide level and at the federal level. And I'm going to actually put it out tonight. I haven't really made it public yet, but um, I encourage people to, it's a free, it's completely free. And uh, I do everything on a volunteer basis. I don't accept any money. Um, My website is not revenue based or anything like that. It's strictly a labor of love. And I do this as a concerned American, Because I see, you know, the nation is in decline and one thing we really need in an era where we have increased um, civil, you know, riots and civil disobedience, we have, you know, the borders out of control, we have rising crime, we have threats from, you
0: know, other countries, we need the basics, we need the police, we need the military. So Paula, where can people uh, find you on social media? Where can they find your Substack? Where can they get the book?
1: Okay, Substack is
0: fortheblue.substack.com.
1: Dot dot and I just finished the book yesterday. It should be available by this weekend. If you go to the website, um, you can find it. more information about it. I'll also be um, mentioning it on my Twitter account,
0: which is fortheblue1. Right, and that's for the the blue number one. Right. Awesome. Paula, I know you're so busy. I cannot thank you enough for taking time out to talk with us today. And if you would like more information about the National Police Association, visit us at nationalpolice.org. Ma'am, put the gun down! Put the gun down!
1: Last year.